Welcome to today's program, The Beauty of Grace, and I'm Pastor Pete Norris of Harvest Fellowship Church, Goldsboro, North Carolina. We want to talk to you today and bring a little bit of revelation on that Jesus is satisfied with you. And that's the thing that we've got to understand today, that as we begin to understand the Scriptures and begin to understand the process of the New Covenant, we're never going to be able to grab hold of the truth of God's Word. And we're never going to be able to grab hold of this message of grace until we understand that you and I are never going to be able to walk in faith until we learn to stand in grace. So I want to, I want you to go with me to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 5. And we're going to start there today. And we're just going to kind of allow the Holy Spirit to minister to our hearts and speak to us and, and give us revelation on what God is actually saying to the body of Christ and how He's saying the, the things that He says by the Spirit. So we see here in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 5, Even when we were dead in our trespasses and sins, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved. Now the word saved here comes from a Greek word that means sozo. Now the word saved is in the perfect tense. It means that the action of that verb occurred in the past and the results linger in the present. In other words, Paul is saying that our salvation was accomplished in the past and we now exist as saved in the present. If we were to translate this passage with grammar in mind, it would read like this. And Kenneth Wirtz, which is a, a Bible translation, says it this way, Ephesians 2 and 5. By grace have you been saved completely in past time with the present result that you are in a state of salvation which persists through the present time. Now what a wonderful revelation that is when we can grab hold and understand that we were saved in the past and that the salvation lingers through the now the moment that you believe that Jesus died and was buried and resurrected because there's five steps in the transition of the new covenant. Number one, we, we died with him. We have been buried with him. We have been resurrected with Him, we have ascended with Him, and we have been seated with Him. So as we understand the process of the new creation, we understand that the process has taken place in five courses. In other words, five which represents grace, that we've been that we died with him. And you can find this in, in, in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. It says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. In other words, it's not about my faith at all. It's about me receiving His faith and now I'm living in His faith. Whatever God says about you, that's exactly what Jesus come to manifest. So, I'm not living by what my faith can do. I'm living by what His faith has already done. Now, that's a powerful revelation when we can understand that. As we begin to understand that it's not about our faith, but it's about his faith. And when I understand it's about His faith, I lose sight. Now, His resurrection is my receipt that the work has been finished. The resurrection is the evidence of the finished work of Christ. Now, when we think about this, we've got to ask ourselves a few questions because let's go to Romans chapter 5, verse 1. And when this is going to really enlighten us. Therefore, having been justified by faith. Now, Having been means past tense. We've been justified, which means declared righteous by faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, though through whom also we have access by faith 
into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Now this faith he's talking about here is not talking about your faith. It's talking about his faith and not yours. So when we understand that, you say, well, pastor, prove that. Well, let's go to Romans chapter 4, verse 23 and 24 and 25, and we'll see this more detail. Now it was written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but also for us. It shall be imputed to us who believe in him who raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered up because of our offenses and was raised because of our justification. Now I want to read that verse 25 again because it is powerful. Who was delivered up because of our offenses. In other words, Jesus was delivered up on the count of our offenses. He was raised on the count of our justification. In other words, when Jesus came to earth, he took everybody's sin. So there was no longer no sin. Your justification was because of the removal of his sin. Jesus died as you. He resurrected as a firstborn and a new creation in Christ. And because of that now... Not only has he taken your sins away, smoking, drinking, doing drugs, he's took the sin nature that you had because Jesus died in his sin, resurrected in his being as Christ, and now because of that, you're in Christ and you're the hope of glory. So he's talking about here, I'm asking, have you ever seen anyone that could walk before they could stand? And the answer is no. But the Bible says that, First, Second Corinthians 5 and 7, that me and you walk by faith and, we, and not by sight. You can't walk by faith until you still you are understanding and standing in grace. Now remember that you can't walk by faith, his faith, until you stand in his grace. His grace accomplished everything. Faith manifests and make it happen. That's the beauty of grace.